If you guys have your Bible, you can turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verses 7 through 12. On the front of the songbook, we have this prayer. I'd love it if you guys would pray it with me, and then I'll read the scriptures and we'll get into it. Lord, give us life as we seek you and your kingdom with a whole heart, as we attempt to fear you and keep your commandments. Let our life be found in Christ, led by the Holy Spirit, as we walk in the arena of God's great mysteries. Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 9, verses 7 through 12. Go, eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart. For God has already approved what you do. Let your garments, uh, let your garments be always white. Let not oil be lacking on your head. Enjoy life with the wife whom you love all the days of your vain life that he has given you under the sun, because that is your portion in life, in your toil at which you toil under the sun. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with, with your might, for there is no work or thought or knowledge or wisdom in Sheol to which you are going. Again, I saw that under the sun, the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor the bread to the wise, nor the riches to the intelligent, nor favor to those with knowledge, but time and chance happens to them all. For man does not know his time. Like fish that are taken in an evil net, like birds that are caught in a snare, so the children of man are snared at an evil time when it suddenly falls upon them. Uh, This text, uh, part of this text, and part is uh, a topic that I've been praying for our church for a long time, actually. The Holy Spirit asked me to start praying this some time ago, and uh, I felt uh, led to praying it, and so I've spent some time reflecting on it um, and and wanting us to really um, spend a lot of time, like kind of like we did in the Psalms to a certain extent, reflecting on it. And then uh, practicing in it on our lives. And this topic is, uh, is joy, so that we might be a people of joy. We live in the Northwest. Joy, I find, is sometimes hard to come by. Or that we may even live in enjoyment and, and have that. And, and the way I've been praying over this, uh, in a way I've been praying over this sermon for a long time. And so I just hope that we can get into it. Um, one of the things that I've been, as we've been thinking about, go eat your bread with joy. And uh, joy, like love or like faith or like hope, is this great and wonderful concept. It's easy to understand. We get it that we can have joy and we can be happy. But it's also sometimes hard to live in, right? In the way that we see this world. It's one that we have to sometimes fight our way to have. And there are there are people who are given more naturally to joy, right? There's just people that have more joy than others. And then there is folks where joy is really hard fought, where it's like, man, I am fighting to have joy today. I'm choosing to have joy, even though I don't feel it. I'm trying to have my body just say, no, I'm going to have the joy of the Lord is my strength. And then there's some of us who uh, joy is just a foreign idea. It's just so different to us. It's so alienist. To us, and as a disclaimer, I'm not great at joy. I don't think it's foreign to me, but I'm way better at faith and hope. 
I'm better at holding on and enduring. Um, Even if I feel disappointed, I can kind of like, God's just allowed me to be able to hold on to a storm. What I'm not great at is celebration or like happiness or like, I mean, if you ever listen to any song that I write, it's like why and how come and how long and like just all this whiny prayers, but I'll still worship you. It still gets around to that. And I'm not great at celebration. I I would say it this way. I don't even know how to dance. Maybe I should learn how to. Maybe I should learn how. And Mo's like, please not in front of anybody (laughs) while I'm around. And what I love about this scripture is right off the bat is that scripture allows us to enjoy life. We don't have to eat bread or drink wine or be married to enjoy this life. What God is telling us here is that we, what we, uh, is that we get to do what we enjoy in life. And so, for example, this, this text has go eat your bread with joy, drink your wine. But for me, I'm thinking like, you know what? Sometimes I really enjoy intermittent fasting. It's a joy for me. My body feels better. I, I really like it. And I, I mean, I also like the bread and wine from time to time, but with limitations. But as, as we do this intermittent or as we do our life, we get to do it with joy. And this means that we enjoy life as each one of us gets to dive in to whatever it is that gives us enjoyment. We, we get to let one another enjoy what they enjoy, and we get to enjoy what we enjoy. And a disclaimer, as long as it's not harmful to others, as long as it's not sinful practices, uh, and as long as we're not depraving folks, like if your joy is making fun of other people, like that's not helpful, right? That's not a good thing. But we get to, um, and, and as long as we don't enjoy beating people up or mocking others, we get to live into this what we enjoy, and it is a beautiful thing. And I think that this text and this, this scripture frees us up from judging or condemning people that may enjoy different things than we do. So we can be in freed to allow people to enjoy what they enjoy, and, uh, and then we can enjoy what we enjoy. And in that, as we learn to enjoy the things that life has given us, Enjoyment, there is freedom found in enjoyment. As we go and enjoy what, uh, what brings us this enjoyment, we aren't focused on all the things that maybe others may. So I, I, I think about it this way. Some enjoy books and some don't, right? Some enjoy movies and some don't. Um, some enjoy NASCAR and some enjoy collecting coins or stamps maybe. And I know that there are some, and so I always pick on animals, but there are some that find so much enjoyment in animals that they love them and want to care for them and pet them and have them around. And there's never enough animals. And you know what? That is a beautiful thing and they get to enjoy that in their lives. And it is God's way of bringing enjoyment. We get to permit others and allow others to gain enjoyment wherever they might. And we get to enjoy what brings us enjoyment too. Here in this, pas- here in this passage and elsewhere in Scripture, God is telling us, in fact, the first word of this in verse 7 The word go is not a suggestion or recommendation. It's actually a commandment. 
Go and have joy. Go find enjoyment in whatever you brings merriment to your heart. This is actually the same message that the world gives us today, isn't it? It's kind of weird, but this is the message that Scripture gives us, and this is the uh, uh, this is the message that the world gives us. And commercials would. Sh- uh, would show us what could or what maybe even should make us happy. It gives us, uh, but it gives us this message. And actually, it's a good one. Enjoy life. Enjoy life. Since we already know that life is meaningless, it's a vapor. We're all going to die, which was last week's text. We're all going to die. We might as well enjoy the life that we have to the best of our abilities. There's a major difference, though, between what the world tells us and what God is trying to tell us to go and do. The difference is found in our motives. In our, <clears throat> in our motives, and for those who follow Jesus, we have had our heart changed, or it's in the process of changing. We're ha- our hearts are changed, and in that, so are our motives. So what once brought us enjoyment may not anymore. Or... Maybe even what once brought us enjoyment in a certain way, God has redeemed and allowed us to bring enjoyment. I was talking to uh, a, a woman last night that she said, before Jesus, dancing was my thing. And now I dance to Jesus. She finds enjoyment in dancing, and now she gets to dance to Jesus with that. Her motives have changed. The action hasn't, but her heart has changed in that. And now we get to put all our enjoyment under the lordship of Jesus as he leads us in this life. And even then, it may be more enjoyable as we find our life in Christ. I find it interesting that the Bible commands us so many times to enjoy life. Because so much that we live in the Christian life is rightly focused on the cross of Christ. His death, and his suffering in our place. Like we spend times where we really reflect on the grueling process that Jesus went through. All, um, and, and then we know as well that we are called to what? Die to self, pick up our cross, and follow Jesus. So much so that many of us uh, may even have a little bit of, like, this message is so permeated in our culture that some of us may have a little bit of fear towards the things that bring us joy. Like, well, I can't, can I? Like, and we kind of feel, sometimes we can feel guilty when we have joy because we're so busy trying to die to self that we forget to figure out what brings us enjoyment. And we are told things that, I've been in services where they're like, Don't find joys in the way of the world. Just find joy in prayer and Bible reading and Bible study and church and church services and uh, service, particularly service to the poor. And we are supposed to enjoy these and um, do it with long suffering and endurance through hard times. This is what we're supposed to enjoy. And it can be hard with these messages, which, by the way, are important. And we need to find joy in these things. Um, but it's in these messages, it's hard to imagine what mirth might look like. Scrap the word joy for just a second. What mirth may look like? What is it that just conjures up, not conjures up, but brings up this joy in our heart where we can have the, the word here in joy in the picture that this is giving, giving us is a celebratory feasting. Even as we 
follow the Ten Commandments. In fact, one of the crazy things that's been a deep conviction over the years and probably plays a part in this is having parties and throwing parties and enjoyment at the parties is a major theme in Scripture. We aren't, we aren't um, great at it necessarily because we don't want to look like the world, but this is something that God can teach us. And we can do this. We can enjoy life and have parties in a way that serves and worships Jesus. We live in the light of the kingdom of God in heaven as it is on earth. That's what we're praying. And our motives are to bring glory to God. The glory that we believe wholeheartedly is due his name, right? And in light of this, we get to live knowing that we die to self and we get to find enjoyment. We get both. It's not separated from one another. We get both. We get to have our enjoyments and our lives shaped by Jesus. And there are, here is another uh, major motive, uh, difference in our motivations. As followers of Jesus, we don't worship the things that bring us pleasure. Amen? Amen? Like, we don't worship them. We use them to worship Jesus. We don't worship bread or wine or food. We don't worship our relationships. We don't worship our jobs or the money that they bring us. Um, and the money that we use to can bring us, we can use to bring us enjoyment, but we don't worship that money. We don't worship our intellect or our position in life. We worship the giver of these gifts. Amen. We know that even if Jesus took them away, took these gifts away, we still have our life found in him and he will give us new ways of enjoyment. We get to use the gifts and enjoy our creator rather than the creations that bless us so much. The best way for me to understand this is through guitar. I love playing guitar. I love writing songs. Um, I, love, uh, I would love to record more and come out with more albums. And they are not worship albums in the traditional sense. And yet I worship and I pray with these songs. They're cryings and longings in my heart. And it brings me a ton of joy to play, to write songs, to record them. But at the end of the day, Jesus is far more important than any of these things. I worship him whether I get to record again or not. Because I still have Jesus and I still enjoy him. And as we look at this passage, let me say this as an important note before we move on. When it talks about enjoying your wife, this doesn't mean you have to be married to find enjoyment. This doesn't mean that uh, it's not saying that. What this is saying is this is a celebration of life-giving relationships. I think so much we focus on, well, you need to be married and have kids. And, but there are some people who aren't called. In fact, the Apostle Paul said it was better to not be married. And we need to acknowledge that, that it's not saying you need to have a wife to find enjoyment. In fact, we enjoy and celebrate life-giving relationships. The point of this is that to, for deep and lasting and meaningful relationships that enrich our lives, it's in those that we get to find joy. In fact, we can just know that Scripture does say that it is better to be single, that it's easier to follow God when you're single. I don't know those of us who are married. Sorry, you're 
too late now. You're, you're stuck in it. But we just get to know an acknowledgement that there is enjoyment in that as well. So whatever we do, we find that God has already approved it. For those, this is for those who are following Jesus, who our hearts are shaped by Him and are being shaped by Him. Whatever we do, God has already approved it. This doesn't include sin or idolatry, of course. These, these are never approved. But what you enjoy, God enjoys you while you enjoy that gift. This is a crazy idea. The weird word here uh, that appro- uh, approved that is used in the ESV, so in the middle of verse 7 there, the word approved, uh, it, uh, sorry, I lost my spot. The word approved in the ESV means to take pleasure in. God takes pleasure in our enjoyment. We get to enjoy life because God delights in us. Let me ask you this as parents. Are amusement parks places of joy? No. Not really. Maybe. But watching the joy on your kids' face, is that not worth every weight in every line? Yeah, no. That's the same that's the same that God is with us. He is happy with us as we seek him and his kingdom with a whole heart. And even as we stray, as we tend to do, his love for us is never changing and his enjoyment of us is still there. This means that God is not disappointed in us. I I think about it this way, because sometimes I think when I'm doing something that maybe like I have a sin or I just know that I'm not in a good spot mentally or emotionally or spiritually, I feel like God's going, oh man, come on, like tisk tisk, let's get back on it. But he's not tisk tisking us. He loves us and he takes pleasure in our lives, even not just in the service that we offer, but in the pleasures that we get to delight ourselves in because God wants us to enjoy this life that he gives us. These breaths that we get to take can be breathed and lived out in finding enjoyment. And that's okay. Another very interesting word that we can look at today is the first word in verse 9. Enjoy. This word in Hebrew, which I will not try to pronounce, and thanks to my like supercomputer software programs that allow me to look these things up, I know that it is used, this word in the Hebrew word is used 1,289 times. It is only translated as enjoyment twice, which is kind of fascinating. The bulk of the times this word enjoy is that we see here in the ESV is translated as see or saw or seen or look or appear. This this word, enjoy, means that we get to look at it, that we get to spy out what brings us enjoyment or examine what brings us enjoyment. We get to see and look and find out. In fact, one Translators said the best way to understand this is to spy out what brings us enjoyment. So let us then seek out joy. Seek out joy. Let us, let me put it this way, as an act of worship, seek out what it means to enjoy life. 
Let us figure out what brings us mirth and what makes us want to party, what might teach me how to dance for, uh, and like dance like nobody's watching, right? Like nobody cares. That would be fantastic. It probably you'll never see it, but uh, Jesus will, and it'll be a wonderful thing. And I want to figure this out, not just for me, but for us to look in, what is it that we enjoy and we get to enjoy life? And I think if we look at Ecclesiastes, it never lets us forget the troubles that are in life, right? It never lets us forget that there is vanity and that there is evil, and, uh, but, and neither does the rest of Scripture, but we get to fight for joy as an act of worship before our Lord and our King. And we don't worship the things that bring us joy. We worship the giver of joy. And in this, we get to enjoy life. A hard lesson to learn, but one I pray that we might learn at a deep level. And when I say deep level, I mean one that puts a smile on our face. Not the kind of joy that we're like, yeah, I have joy. You'll never see it. It's so deep down. But the joy that can bubble up out of our lives. And here is what I believe is the key to this whole thing, this whole text. Verse 8, let your garments be always white. Let not oil be lacking on your head. This verse 8 is a thing of beauty, and when looked at with the rest of Scripture in mind, it will bring us joy. This and the fact that God approves of us already. He's not disappointed in us. His approving is proven to us. His enjoyment and delight in us is a beautiful gift. And it is a gift that we'd be good to see and look at as well. If we think about this, let your garment be always white. Jesus is the one who makes our garments white. In the time when this was written, white garments would have been used on rare occasions and reserved for the best occasions only. It would have been like the suit that gets tucked away in your closet and never used except on those special occasions when you might need a suit. Like a tuxedo, if you have one, God bless you. In a time, this, is, it, it, this was written in a time where everybody walked or rode horses or rode donkeys or sat in carts or chariots and there was dust all the way around and white would be very, very hard to keep clean, wouldn't it? I know I couldn't do it even in this environment, let alone that environment back then. It's not a time when bleach was in regular use. And it's not a time when dry cleaners didn't exist. And white was a festive garment. This is the color that you would wear to parties. And having them always be white would be extremely difficult, if not impossible. And it is Jesus who approves of us. And it is Jesus who makes us clean. And he makes us the type of clean that is a clean clean. No sins, no unrighteousness, no guilt or shame. And if we could see ourselves as Jesus sees us, in light of that, it would cause a ton of joy. We might not even recognize ourselves if we saw ourselves as Jesus sees us. Jesus is the one who lets our garments always be white. And let us be reminded of this and take joy in it. Also, we get to be reminded that oil is not lacking from our head. 
Oil on the head would have been an act of celebration. You'd walk into a party and you'd come to the party and they would anoint, they would wash your feet and anoint your head with oil. And this anointing is something that Jesus does for us as well. He anoints us with his Holy Spirit. And may the Holy Spirit never be lacking on your head. May the Holy Spirit lead us and guide us as we look and we seek for joy in this world, not in worldly pleasures, but in the pleasures that God would have us take hold in and take part in and learn to enjoy. The Holy Spirit reminds us constantly that we are God's beloved. That is not our work, that it is his work, and that we are proved and that he takes pleasure in us. This is God's grace to us through the work of Jesus. Amen. And if we are seeking enjoyment, We need to seek no further than the fact that God, the creator of the universe, delights in us. That Jesus makes us clean and the Holy Spirit is always with us. And yet, because we are of dust, we are frail and we forget, God gives us other enjoyments to worship him with as well. And I pray, Grace and Mercy Church, that we may learn to enjoy life at a a deep, overflowing level that we may seek out what it is that brings joy and enjoy it in Jesus' name by the power of the Holy Spirit as an act of worship to our God and to our King. So Lord, will you please do this in and through our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.